This is a message for those who need a miracle. And if you don't need a miracle, I have the feeling that this message won't resonate with you. Because in the absence of the need of a miracle, the desire for miracles ends up being a kind of self-propelled aspiration. It's something like, well, I'm doing okay, but I desire something more. And sometimes something more is what is needed. But until the something more comes into alignment with the divine will, then it's really just a fancy, a desire, a wish. And so yet again, we have to begin to listen and to sacrifice our own will to the higher will. That's how it begins. And inevitably, if we do so, sooner or later we come into contact with the impossible. We discover that we cannot move forward in the divine will without divine intervention. And in this circumstance, we discover that our will has become something more than a wish. It may still be our wish. It likely will be. Just as the children of Israel wished for, del for divine deliverance, as they stood upon the banks of the Red Sea and were about to be consumed by Pharaoh's army. But they came to that point by obeying the divine will. They actually left their homes in Egypt. From what I understand, many Israelites stayed in Egypt, but these obeyed the divine will and followed Moses. So that now their, their desire for deliverance was aligned with God's will, his desire, with, you could say, God's desire to deliver them so that the will of those below was now the same as the will of those above, namely God and his angels and those who reside in that space that we cannot see. And this is how God works. He works after we have faith. So consider now the plight of those who stayed in Egypt. I paused this recording for a second to look up some information and I can't remember where I left off. Oh, uh, so I was talking about those who stayed. I just looked, checked with Google um, and it, the figure was what I remembered, it, it suggested, I guess the Talmud suggests that 80% of the Israelites stayed in Egypt. One way or the other, um, I can't imagine that there were not those who stayed because that's the pattern. It seems like when there is a call from the unseen world that only a small portion 
heed the call. So now we consider, I think this is where I was at, those who stayed in Egypt. I cannot imagine but what they continued to pray for deliverance. They were living in bondage, in slavery. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just assimilated. Perhaps they really realized that they no longer wanted deliverance. It had been placed before them, and they said, you know, perhaps it's not so bad here in Egypt. Even if that's the case, I can't imagine that there was not some few, some who realized at some point that they did desire deliverance. But now these are faced with a real struggle. Since the only way to behold God work is to obey the call, he works after we have faith. It's not enough to plead for help from the safe, from the safe havens of, of the lives that we create out of our own will. And the only deliverance, the only miracle that we can see without faith is a worldly sort. It is of this world. The ambitious slave who stayed in Egypt may be promoted to foreman over other slaves. He may be moved out of the mud pits and given some easier job in Egypt. And he may be truly grateful, as well he should be. Such graces truly are divine gifts in their own way and within their and within their worldly context. But he will never see God move in power until that day that he goes all in on the will of the divine. Until the day that he casts himself completely upon the divine. 